Welcome to the Tech Pro Unicorn Podcast, brought to you by RPI Consultants, a podcast about the magic of digital transformation through technology. Each week, we'll cover topics related to ERP, RPA, business transformation, leadership, healthcare, and unicorns. And welcome back to another episode of Tech Pro Unicorn Podcast. Today, I am joined by the infamous Rick Witten, who is um, kind of kind of the guru of all related to estimations here at RPI. And I'll let him uh, tell you a little bit about himself and where he came from um, and uh, what he does. So, Rick, could you tell the group a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks, Michael. Uh, yeah. So, my name is Rick Witten, and I'm a solutions architect and uh, I've been around in the Lawson world, in for Lawson world, um, for about, well, a little over 20 years um, this year. And, uh, and, and my role is really, uh, it, it really, I get engaged during pre-sales. Um, I do a lot of uh, scoping and understanding clients, um, uh, getting to know them and understanding their needs, and then really working kind of as a liaison between our um, between our clients, our sales group, and our delivery groups. Awesome. So you've been um, you've been busy estimating all kinds of things, but probably um, some of the larger things that you're estimating is are these these cloud suite um, upgrades or or um, implementations, right? The migration to the cloud that our customers are going on. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And- we- Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, and our customers, I think, really get get a lot of value out of um, the level of detail that that you provide, that RPI provides them in their in their estimates, because uh, we estimate not only uh, here's your consulting cost, right, but you really break that down, and maybe you could share a little bit with the group on on that level of detail that you kind of get down to once you understand the customer. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been, uh, you know, a solutions architect for, um, I guess, a little over nine years, um, you know, through various iterations. Um, But at RPI, I think we do the best job of transparency. I think uh, uh, not only do we break it down by uh, by task, but by role. Uh, And not only do we break it down for RPI resources, but also for the client resources. So we'll tell you, you know, at a high level, what resources the client's going to need uh, and, and estimate the amount of time that the client's going to be engaged during the project, which is helpful. Um, you know, the, uh, you can throw an estimate over the fence and say it's going to cost X to implement Cloud Suite Financial and Supply Management, but what's the internal cost to that uh, from a resource standpoint? That's awesome. That's, you know, that's really where I think customers um, sometimes kind of miss the, miss the boat, right? They just take this number forward and they're like, well, our licensing is this and our software vendor or consulting partner uh, says, you know, we need X. Um, And they don't plan for things like backfills, right? So when you call out like, Hey, you need two dedicated finance resources for your FSM journey. Um, it, it kind of is a, a bit of a pause button or slap in the face for them to go, oh, 
Yeah. Well, we, we, we're not going to have that, right? We have real jobs that we have to still do and month right. in close and year in close and all these things that still go on. Oh, and mergers and acquisitions and, mm-hmm. you know, typical business opportunities that happen. Um, and it causes them to figure out, you know, how they, how they staff this. Right. Sure. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, I don't know many organizations. In fact, I've never run into one that has, uh, you know, a group, a financials group that has a couple of people just sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> uh, you know, they're usually very busy all the time and especially busy during year end and month end closes. So, you know, to kind of bring that forward and say, these are the FTEs you're going to need. Um, it, it gives them a, a view of, you know, maybe it's a soft cost, maybe it's not, but, uh, you know, doing a, a total cost uh, engagement instead of uh, uh, just looking at it uh, one dimensionally. I love it. Yeah. Um, it, you know, and it gets more finite, right? The closer we get and the more uh, planning, any, any engagement starts with, with planning. Now, sometimes we, we kind of break that out into, and we recommend customers do a pre-planning mm-hmm. um, where we kind of break that out even to more, more detail. Um, you know, what's the, what's the level of accuracy, would you say, you know, based on the conversations that we have normally with a client where we give them um, a, a cloud suite estimate or a professional services estimate um, versus the customers that say, yeah, you're right. Like, let's really get down into the weeds here and do a pre-planning. Like what, what level of confidence on that estimate? How does that change? Yeah. I think that, um, you know, uh, the better we get to know a client, the better our estimates are, Um, uh, you know, and putting aside anything that might happen during the project that a client may say, Oh, you know what? We would really like more help with this. Or we really like more reporting or, or what, what have you, putting that aside, um, just really understanding a client and really getting into the weeds of what their, uh, what their chart-up account looks like, uh, and not only what it looks like now, but what do they want in the future. Uh, so if we can get that level of detail and do a pre-planning engagement, I mean, the accuracy, uh, can, can, we can get really, really close. There are always going to be unknowns, no matter what you do, uh, but but including that pre-planning, uh, that that's really key, I think, uh, to any sort of estimating. And it's it's kind of a gift for me because a lot of times I don't know those things, so I have to make some assumptions. Right. And we all know what they say about assumptions, right? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, you can get pretty close, but uh, you're never going to know everything. And right. if we can get if we can get in on that pre-planning engagement and and understand exactly what they need and exactly where they want to be, uh, that gives us a level of accuracy uh, that's unmatched. We're we're really seeing those pre-plannings pick up, especially in our larger customers. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm I'm working really hard leading strategic services to try to make sure that the money that they spend on pre-planning is is kind of a takeout of the cost of the implementation, right? So if you spend $80,000 doing a pre-planning, not that that's what they cost, but just right. to pick a number, um, right? That we were able to say, okay, well, now we don't need to do this piece of planning. So we can take, mm-hmm. you know, a, a close to 80,000 out of the planning effort sure. uh, to justify it. And then you get the benefit of not having to go back to your board or your capital committee and go, 
oh shit, well, we were only, you know, 75% accurate and all this right. happened. And now I need, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars more. Uh, right. Having done that, having, having came out of the client side, um, that is, that is never a lot of fun. Um, no, nobody goes, man, today I get to go to the capital committee and ask for more money right. because I screwed up on the estimate. <laughs> yes. And nobody ever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I, think, um, I think not only that, but I think that, um, I think that just the level of comfort with the system, because it is new, it's brand new. Uh, and it represents a huge change for a lot of organizations, especially from a financial standpoint. So um, I think that just that fear of the unknown, right? Uh, going into uh, going into a, an engagement without that pre-planning, um, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So it takes a whole lot more time to get to where you need to be. If you do the pre-planning, and uh, you know, you get that engagement early on. Not only is there cost savings, but also that fear factor is gone. Because they right. had a chance to play around in the system and understand it before you ever get to the implementation. Right. Yeah, it's um, you know, and I think we've um, we've evolved in our model, right? I'm seeing us now. Um, we're, we're estimating a little bit differently, right? On these larger mm-hmm. clients and these larger complex cloud suite deals, um, we're doing dedicated leads. We're mm-hmm perhaps not assuming the customer is going to do all the reporting and integration work. Um, you know, I tell customers just transparently all the time, um, read this out, right? Because especially around reporting and integrations, we're keeping the cost down for you by assuming you're going to do a lot of the heavy lifting and we're an advisory there. And a lot of customers um, say, yep, we got that. We got this great IT department. Well, guess what? You know, just like finance doesn't have people sitting around waiting for project work to do, uh, neither does IT. And, and so to assume that IT is going to do all this heavy lifting on reporting and integrations um, typically leads to change orders. Um, yeah. You know, and I think we're taking a different stance there now to say, we're just not going to go in with that. We're going to go in with more hours and more help in those areas uh, to better better shore up, right? Um, yeah. And make sure we're successful and don't have surprises. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think that, you know, in my prior iterations of solution architecture, the places that always get cut are tech and project management. And to me, at least in my mind, those are really important not to discount, you know, any sort of functional uh, resources. Um, They're important too, but um, where you really get your bang for your buck is in your automation. So if you can, so if you can engage a a technical person or have us do it for you, um, then that, uh, that it pays off. It pays off in the end. You may not see it up front, but you're going to see it on the back end. Uh, And then I think, I was just going to add to that change management, right? Like people yeah. go, Oh, we don't need that fluffy change management stuff. And it just kills the project. You know, when you're getting to like that empowerment and training and stuff, mm-hmm. like people want to cut that cost. And it's, it's so critical on large implementations like this. I agree a hundred percent. And change management, like you said, change management is always the first thing to get cut. And from a user adoption standpoint, uh, change management, change management is huge. Um, I don't think it gets enough uh, accolades in, in what it accomplishes for your organization. Uh, you know, what I do see, though, is that a lot of organizations don't have internal change management. 
I would encourage them to get it <laughs> because mm-hmm. it helps a lot, not only with this, but with other things, you know, you're, you're going to have in healthcare, you're going to have EMR changes. You're going to have uh, right. lots of different clinical apps that are going to need, uh, need change control. Um, but certainly on an ERP, especially with this migration, because it represents such a huge change uh, for how people do their jobs. Um, you know, the, the, the thing that kills a project the fastest is resistance. Yeah. And, and, we, see, and we see that a lot, um, not as much in healthcare as we do in public sector. Um, but, but you're always going to have the folks that are, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years and I don't want to change. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it, you know, it's, it, it's always telling when customers, and I, and I get it, right? Nobody has an unlimited pot of money. And if they did, they'd, they'd sure. buy everything, right? I, right. I, I get the balancing of the budget. Um, but to me, uh, you know, um, and I told this to a customer and they, they, they kind of like couldn't believe I said it. But, you know, if you can't afford to do it right, I wouldn't do it. Because right. um, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, to be crass, half-ass this, Mm-hmm. Um, you're just, it's going to be really painful, uh, yes. for both you and us. Right. Um, cause we want you to be successful. Um, we have projects, you know, where I, you know, the client is struggling to, to invest appropriately. Um, you know, and we are, we are killing our resources. Our resources are killing themselves to try to make sure that that project is, is, is successful. Um, and, and it's just not a good feeling. It's not, you know, I don't think the client feels good about it. Uh, we don't feel good about it. Uh, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm sure it'll be successful because because we have a great success rate. But um, you know, cutting those corners is just never it's never good. It's a it's a telling sign of you know trouble to come. Well, I think in uh, in almost every engagement I have, uh, you know, pre sales engagement I have with a client uh, who's on currently like V10 or V9, hopefully V10. <laughs> Uh, they always say, we don't know everything the system can do. Mm-hmm. You know, this was just implemented and maybe there's one person who was here, you know, 20 years ago when, when the implementation was done, but most of those people are gone. We just know how to do our jobs. We don't know what else is available to us. And, and I think that change management covers that a lot too. Um, not only are we uh, hopefully educating during the pre-sales engagement, everything that's available, that takes place during change management. It takes place during the implementation. You know, if you have a, a full understanding of the totality of the of the system and it's um, what it can do, you feel a lot better about working within the system. Yeah. And the second the second thing is, you know, I kind of liken it to buying like a new car. Um, you know, I I recently bought a new car and uh, it has all these crazy features on it, you know, like gesture control and all this other stuff. And when I first got it, I was so frustrated because every time I would move my hand, something would happen. I was like, what in the heck did I just do? (laughs) And so I had to take it back to the dealership and I'm like, teach me how to use this thing because it's driving me insane. So I kind of liken it to that type of thing. You know, if you're, if you've got this great system, you're, you know, you're driving a, you know, you're driving a Mercedes, but you have no idea how all the things work. Yeah. It's just frustrating. Yeah. We hear that so often, right. From customers going, I don't understand what we own. Right. Right. Or they, or they, they're frustrated with their system. And so they think they need to go to work day or something. And I'm like, the reasons you want to go somewhere else 
the solution is already here. You're just, you're just not investigating it. Right. We're coming up with a couple of offerings, um, uh, around requirements gathering, right. That have nothing to do with the systems, right. I don't care what system, whether you're on info or whatever, do you really know what you're trying to do with the system? Right. Like, just, just tell me that, forget what system you have. Talk to me about what in a perfect world, don't tell me what it does today. Tell me right. what you want it to do, right? What do you need from a leadership perspective for reporting and analytics, for for transactional processing, how much automation you need, where are your pain points, right? Let's gather all that and then let's go look at, at the systems. Let's compare what you already have. Let's compare in for. And then if you're so 